Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Hey, HD Church, so good to be with you once again. Welcome to HD Church Online, our midweek service. Amen. Hope you guys have been enjoying our series, Hearers and Doers. I hope you guys are getting a lot out of it because it's so important for us not to just be hearers, but like I said before, transition from just being hearers, but coupling that with being doers so that we can be blessed by the Word of God and grow and mature in the things of God. Amen. I have the privilege once again to share the Word of God with you, and I'm always blessed when I get that opportunity. Amen. So before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump right into the Word. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time in your Word, Father God. We know that your Word is quick and powerful. It always comes into our lives, cuts out the things that we don't need to have in there and begins to produce the things that we need to become more like you. So I pray, Father God, that this word goes forth and any person that will hear it, Father God, it'll be a blessing and an encouragement to them in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So hopefully get out your uh, books, your iPads, your Samsung pads, whatever you got, your notebooks, and we're going to take some notes down tonight. Amen. We'll be starting today in Luke chapter 10. Amen. Verse 30. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Amen. And Jesus was asked this, who is my neighbor, Lord? A lawyer came to him and, and began to ask him com- some questions. And one thing he asks is, you know, I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. So tell me, who is this neighbor? And Jesus begins to share this parable with those that were there. And he goes on to say, there was once a Jewish man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho when bandits robbed him along the way. And they beat him severely and stripped him naked and left him half dead. Soon a Jewish priest walking down the same road came upon the wounded man, seeing him. From a distance, the priest crossed over to the other side of the road and walked right past him, not turning to help him one bit. And later, a religious man, a Levite, came walking down the same road and likewise crossed to the other side to pass by the wounded man without stopping to help him. And finally, it says, another man, a Samaritan, a regular man, came upon the bleeding man and was moved with tender compassion for him. It says that he stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring olive oil on his wounds, disinfecting them with wine, and bandaging them to stop the bleeding. And lifting him up, he placed him on his own donkey and brought him to an inn. Then he took him from his donkey and carried him to a room for the night. And the next morning, He took his own money from his wallet and gave it to the innkeeper with these words. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. If it costs more than this, I will repay it when I return. Now Jesus asked the man, so now tell me, which one of these three men who saw the wounded man prove to be the true neighbor? And the religious scholar responded and said, the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy. And Jesus said, go. Now listen to this. Jesus said, go and do the same as he. Go and do the same as he. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Being a doer of the word of God means that we live what we have learned and what we've come to understand from the word of God. We are to live 
The revelation knowledge that we get as we grow in the word of God, it says that we're not supposed to just sit on that, but we're supposed to put it into action. We are supposed to live it. We're supposed to live it out in the world. Amen. Did you write that down? I'll write this down as well. It says we are to take the word of God and live it out in the world. And that word will not only affect our lives, but it will also affect the lives of those around us. If you see this man that, that was wounded, the, lie, the, the word of God that that Samaritan man was living, was walking in, what he learned from his church, from when he heard, what he learned from the word of God, it says that that word helped that man. See, when we get into the word of God and we begin to be doers of it, our lives are going to benefit, but not just our lives, those around us. Because as we benefit in the word of God, as we grow in the word of God, God's going to show us how to use that same word that has brought us out of that pit, that has brought us into this great relationship with Jesus to help someone else. Amen. Just like this Samaritan man, the priest that walked by, the the Levite that walked by, these were men who knew the word. They teach the word. But it says each man went on the other side of the road and bypassed him. Didn't do what they were taught to do. But this Samaritan said because he was living it, it says that what he was living caused him to be moved with compassion. Amen. So I want you to know that that's why it's so important for us to be doers. Because our lives will shine for the glory of God. Our lives will uh, affect people all around us and touch lives for the glory of God. Amen. As we begin to do this. So tonight I want to share with you three keys that will help you become better doers of the word of God. I want to show. Now, there's more than three keys. Amen. There's more than three keys that that we need to apply. But these three that I'll share with you tonight, at least I hope and I believe that they'll help you get started in the right direction to become the doer that I know you want to be. Amen. So there's three keys that I'm going to share with you tonight. And number one is this. Prepare your heart and be open. Prepare your heart and be open. These are changes that we have to make. Sometimes our mind can get in the way. Amen. Sometimes the things that we think we know will get in the way. And so we shut our heart and we shut our mind to what the word is telling us. So number one, be prepared in your heart and be open. Amen. Sometimes God's word doesn't line up with what we know. It doesn't line up with how we think. But we have to be confident that God knows what he is doing. Amen. We got to be confident that God knows what he is doing. The way that God does things may not be the way we do them. And if we allow our hearts and our minds to get closed up and not open to being taught, amen, to being taught, then we can miss out on what God is trying to show us in his word. In Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says this, the Lord speaking, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. How many of us can really understand that, that God thinks way higher than we do? Amen. The way God does things is way better than we do. Amen. But we have to acknowledge that. Amen. Write this down. Acknowledging and trusting that God knows what he is doing will help you step out on his word acknowledging and trusting. See, when we trust what God is saying, we'll step out and do it. 
Amen. When we acknowledge that he knows more about life than we do, we'll take his advice. But if we don't do that, we'll say, well, I'm not sure. It doesn't line up with the way I've done it in the past. It doesn't line up with the way I've been taught in the past. See, acknowledging and trusting that God knows what he is doing, that's going to be one of the first steps that we have to do to step out onto the word of God. Amen. Being prepared in your heart and open for what God is going to show you in His Word. In Luke chapter 5, I want you to look at this with me. Luke chapter 5. You can turn there. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. You know, there was an instance where Jesus was teaching the people. And as He came, He came across Peter and the fishermen cleaning their nets. They were out there cleaning their nets. They had been fishing all day. They didn't catch anything. But Jesus wanted to teach the people. So He asked Peter, can I use your boat? And he said, okay, yeah, go ahead. So he launched out in the boat and began to teach the people. And so what ends up happening is after he teaches the people, he wanted to come and be a blessing to Peter. So he comes and tells Peter, Peter, launch out into the deep for a drought. In other words, get back into your boat and go out fishing. Now, Peter had just told him, hey, we've been out there all day and we didn't catch nothing. Peter could have leaned to what he knew as a professional fisherman He could have said, you know what, that doesn't compute, man. You know what, they ain't biting today. There's nothing out there today. From my experience, going out there will be a waste of time. But listen to what Peter did and what Peter said. After Jesus told him to launch out, he tells him, Nevertheless, Lord, we've been out there all day. We've done all this. And we didn't catch anything. But he goes on to say this, Nevertheless, at your word. I will let down my nets. Nevertheless, in other words, what you're saying to me doesn't sound right. I'm a pro at this. You're not. But you are Lord. And your ways of doing things are higher than my ways. And I acknowledge and trust that what you tell me to do will benefit my life. I'm going to go ahead and get these nets that I just finished cleaning. I'm going to put them back in my boat. And I'm going to get back on that water. Not because I think... It's the time, but because you said. And what ends up happening? Peter goes out, puts down his nets, and the Bible says that he began to bring in a haul that was so much that his nets began to break. And that blessing that Jesus gave him began to overflow on his friends because his other friends that were out on boats had to come and help him bring in this catch. And their boats were filled with the fish. And it actually says as they were coming in, their boats began to sink. They began to sink with the catch that he had. So tell me, had he leaned to his own understanding, had he not acknowledged that Jesus knows what he's doing, he would have missed out on a blessing. Amen. He would have missed out. So my brother and sister, it's it's vital to us that we prepare our hearts and we stay open and acknowledge, hey, God, you know what you're doing. I'll get my thinking out of the way. You just speak to me through your word. You continue to give me revelation, knowledge through your word. And I'll step out on it as best I can. And you just teach me every day how to do that in a greater way. Amen. My second point is this. Prepare to be uncomfortable. I know you don't want to hear that. Prepare to be uncomfortable. You know, loving your neighbor as yourself can be hard. It was hard for this. Samaritan man as he went because it said he was on a journey. He had a schedule and here's this guy that needs help. But the word of God is telling him to reach out and help him and be his neighbor. 
You don't think that interrupted his schedule? It sure did. So sometimes doing what the word of God tells us will be hard. It will stretch us. It will get us out there. But you and I, my brother, have to know and be prepared. That if, it's, if we know that it's going to be uncomfortable, then we're, we can fix ourselves to go through it so that we can learn. Amen. I like this saying. I don't remember where I've heard it, but I'm going to share it with you and, and write it down. Jesus is not concerned about our comfort as much as he is concerned about our character and our growth. Jesus is not a, a concerned about keeping you comfortable or making the word of God easy because there's no growth in that. There's no growth in, in just walking through the motions. Jesus used to say all kinds of stuff in the Bible. He went to his disciples one day and he says, you know what? You guys are going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he said, whoa, that's a hard saying. Some of them said, who can bear this thing, man? Who, who can do this? But Jesus kind of understood they, they didn't know exactly what he meant. But he put it out there in a way that was going to cause a conflict in them. And says, man, this is hard. What is this guy talking about? I ain't no cannibal. But that's how he said it to him. And so know this. Be prepared to be uncomfortable. The Bible says to be instant in season and out of season. Amen. Be instant in season and out of season. Even when you're not ready, you got to be ready. Even when, when, when everything is going good, God's going to say, no, nah, he's getting too comfortable. I better put something in his heart that he's going to have to start stretching his faith, amen, to begin to grow and grow. Be ready because the word of God will stretch you. It's going to stretch you. Jesus is going to make sure that you stay uncomfortable. The word will take you out of your comfort zone. It'll take you out of your comfort zone. There's an old saying that used to, they used to say in the gym, no pain. No pain, no gain. There's, if there ain't no pain, see, so when you go to the gym, you know it, 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 anything that's going to affect you in a good way is going to hurt. If you go to the gym and you ain't aching after you left, you didn't work out. You didn't do nothing. Amen. You just went and hung out. But if you come out and you say every most muscle in my body aches, all this aches, that means you did some work. Amen. You did some work. And God is saying, I am going to stretch you. I am going to stretch you. I'm going to cause you to become the man and the woman of God that I've called you to be. But that only happens when we begin to do the word and it begins to stretch us and get us out of our comfort zone and gets us into a place where the word begins to hurt. Amen, my brother. So let the word of God stretch you. Let it stretch you. Let it make you uncomfortable because then you know you're going to grow and you will mature. Amen. And my third point is this. Don't wait. Don't wait. How many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, how many of us tend to procrastinate? Amen. How many of us really do that? Be honest with yourself. We do. All of us do in, in some capacity. Amen. We kind of hinder. We kind of wait on doing things. You know, if it's not that important, we'll just say, oh, we can do that later, whatever it is. But one thing we have to do to be doers of the word is not wait. Know this, that the longer we wait, write this down. Know this, that the longer we wait, the harder it becomes to do what Jesus says. The harder we wait to, to step out on the word of God, God speaks to us through his word. God gives us a, a revelation, an understanding of, of something that he wants us to change in our lives, but we hesitate to implement it. If you keep doing that, it makes it harder to obey it as you go along. Amen? Do not allow yourself, write this down, do not allow yourself the time to talk yourself out of 
the Word of God. Amen? We, a lot of us have done that. I know I've done it. Amen? You, you, God speaks to, for you to do something, to act on something, and next thing you know, you call someone and say, hey, you know what, I was in the Word and God told me this. What do you think? Amen? And then you call someone else, what do you think? And then you continue to ponder and, and hold on to what he said. You know what? Once God speaks to you, he's the final authority. He is the one that gives you your final instructions. You don't need to confer with anyone else. Amen. If you know it was God that spoke it to you, then you go ahead and begin to implement what he tells you. Write this down. To become doers, we must change and do what the word says as soon as we receive it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't make it harder for you to obey God by procrastinating and, and, and not stepping out because you got to hit when the iron is hot. When the iron is hot and God says it, you got to say, I'm going to do it because the longer you wait, man, it will just get harder and harder to do. The Good Samaritan didn't wait to be asked to help the guy. He didn't even wait for the guy to ask him. He just went and grabbed him, starts ministering to him, put him on his donkey, hooked him up at the hotel, got him all set up, paid for everything he needed. He didn't wait for anyone to call him and say, hey, we got this guy. He says, nope, this is what God said for me to do to be neighbor. This is what I would want somebody to do for me if I was in that situation. So this is what God has shown me how to live. And I'm going to just step out and I'm going to do it. Amen. So. Don't wait. Don't wait. Step out on God's word as soon as he speaks you. Don't give yourself time to talk yourself out of it. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 says this out of the Amplified. says, he who watches the wind and waiting for all circumstances to be perfect will not sow seed. Amen. When we wait for everything to line up, oh, well, I don't have any vacation. I can't go do that right now. Or, oh, no, I, I, I signed up for overtime here. Whatever it is that you've allowed to get in the way or you've waited till everything is clear on your schedule to step into the things of God. Don't do it, my brother and sister. It says he, he who watches the wind and waiting for all conditions to be perfect will not sow, will not step out, he means, will not step out and do the word of God. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. He that looks at the clouds and said, oh, man, we can't do it today. It's going to rain. Oh, we can't do it today. Look at it. It's windy today. We can't go do that today. We look at, we, we're creatures of habit and we, we'll do that. We'll look up for any excuse to be able to not get out and do the thing that God's called us to do. That's why I say don't wait. Don't wait. If you're trying to wait for everything to be perfect in your life, to start doing something, if you're waiting for everything to line up just right for you, to begin to step out in the things of God, I'm sorry, my brother and sister, you, you're not going to get it done. More often than not, you're not going to do it. So get in the habit. These are changes. These are keys that you can do. Begin to implement. Amen? And just step out and do it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't allow yourself the time to, to, to make it snowball and then you don't step out on the things of God. Amen? One last scripture I just want to share with you. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Amen? And he says this in, chap, in, in John chapter 13, verse 17, and I'm going to close with this tonight. He says, So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched, with untold blessings. 
So put into practice what I have done for you. Put into practice the example that I've set for you. Put into practice the instruction that I have given to you. He says, if you will do that, if you'll take what I show you in the word and begin to do it and not wait and not and be ready to get uncomfortable. Amen. And to always have an open heart and open mind. He says, if you do it and you step out on that word, he says, you're going to have a life full of happiness and enriched with untold blessings. Amen. That's the way I want to live. That's the way I want to live. So I endeavor every day. Do, are we perfect? No. Sometimes we're going to miss it, my brother and sister. But I believe if we can begin to apply some of these keys that we're sharing with you throughout this series, it'll help you become better at doing the word of God. Amen. Remember my points. Number one, prepare your heart and be open. No matter how difficult the thing God asks you to do, trust that what he is asking you to do is going to help you. Amen. Be prepared to be uncomfortable. The word of God is never convenient. Doing the will of God is not always convenient. Amen. Sometimes you have to put your schedule aside just like that, that Samaritan man put his schedule aside to help him. Sometimes you have to do that. So be prepared to be uncomfortable. And three, don't wait. Don't hesitate. When God tells you, shows you something, don't hesitate. Don't stop. Say, okay, Lord, I better step out and do it. Because too many times, like I said, we'll talk ourselves out of it. And we'll think of a way. I shared with you about Naaman last week. He almost talked himself out of going and dipping seven times. But eventually he did what God said and he received his blessing. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HG Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hgchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.